let's actually talk about it. Also, the world would be a lot different if we talked about sex. Like if we talked about everything that falls under the umbrella of sex, sexuality, and being a human sensual sexual being the world would be so different but we've been so afraid of it and that's why our world is trash i honestly believe that with proper sex ed the world would look so different because we would understand so much more we would understand people better we would understand relationships better so i am a big advocate for actual sex education and good sex education that includes everyone not the like heteronormative like a man and a woman meet and then they have sex no welcome to normalizing non-monogamy the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 198. We're Finn and Emma. Now we're super close to 200. We're getting close to 200. (laughs) Super close, super close. (laughs) Today we have a fantastic interview with Javay. She is a sex educator and we'll let her introduce herself more thoroughly. However, you can find her work over at themillennialsexpert.com. She has also been practicing non-monogamy for a number of years and we get to hear her story. It's a wonderful and super fun conversation. Yeah, we do uh, a lot of laughing in this one. We do. There's a little disclaimer here. Emma and I tend to laugh, well, I guess me more than Emma, <laughs> tend, yes. tend to laugh a little quieter on the interview. So uh, it, it seems like maybe Javay's laughing at her own jokes and we don't think they're funny. We're laughing as well. <laughs> you just can't see that. Yes, or hear it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides that, we also wanted to mention that Javay is one of the co-hosts of Welcome to Kinkyville. If you have listened to the last couple of weeks' episodes, uh, you'll have heard us talk about Welcome to Kinkyville. It is a new animated miniseries about kink education. It is fantastic. The the Kickstarter to get this off the ground is wrapping up tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on September 8th, the Kickstarter wraps up on September 9th. So there's still time to go kick in. Uh, They're just about to go over the finish line and and raise the amount that they need, but every extra bit helps and every backer helps as well. So definitely check that out. Uh, Jave will talk a lot more about that. And if you want to learn more, you can go listen to last week's episode with Emily or episode 193 with Sonia and Gabriel. Yes. So go check it out, welcome to kinkyville.com. Yes. Before we jump into Javay's interview, we do have our normal announcements. We're going to keep them quick this week. We will do our best promise. to keep them quick. We promise. Yes. The first stop, a huge thank you to our Patreon community. As always, we're incredibly grateful for each one of you. The upcoming calls for September, we just wanted to mention the dates real quick. Uh, the men's group call is tonight. That's September 8th. The women's group call is September 14th. And the Q&A is September 15th. Again, we do those every single month. So if you miss September, you'll come back and check them out in October. If you're looking for community, we would highly recommend you give uh, check out our Patreon community. Just go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon button for all of the details. It's an amazing, supportive, wonderful group of people. It is indeed. And just echoing Emma's gratitude, thank you to all of you who are a part of it and who have helped us make it possible. Um, speaking of community. Meet and greets we got, coming up. We got some meet and greets coming up. So we we did virtual meet and greets starting in the beginning of COVID. Um, we took the 
What? That was a little bit. I slurred a little bit. You slurred a little bit. I'm not drunk. I'm just speaking fast to get through it. Okay, go ahead. We started the virtual meet and greets in the beginning of COVID, and they were awesome. Uh, We took the summer off, but we're back. The next one is September 22nd. Uh, That is a Wednesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. You can sign up on our website by clicking on the community events tab and clicking on virtual meet and greet. Yes. And just a quick reminder, this is a virtual event and it's open to anyone. You just have to be open-minded and very awesome and awesome and kind, a kind human being to come and join. Yeah. Likewise, we're starting to do some in-person meet and greets. So just a quick note on these, we are doing them outdoors in different either parks or outdoor venues, and we're requiring vaccines. So we are keeping a close eye on covid if things get crazier than they already are, we yeah. will not hesitate to cancel them and people will get their money back. So just wanted everyone to be aware that we are being conscientious about COVID. The first one is September 28th in Ann Arbor, Michigan from 6 to 9 p.m. That's a Tuesday. It's at a, it's at a park. We rented a big picnic pavilion. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Yes. The, the next one. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm excited it. about no, these. Yeah, get in it. Uh, the next one is going to be in Atlanta on October 13th. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. Because you always correct me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia on October 13th. That's a Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. We have a patio space at a brewery and we will be outside the entire time. And the last one is going to be on October 27th. And we said Tampa originally. We believe it's actually going to be in St. Petersburg, just up the road. Down, Florida. Down the road, Florida. <laughs> we don't have the venue set yet, but we're looking at a couple of parks and that should be finalized this week and announced officially next week. To sign up for all of these events and learn more about exactly where they are and everything going on with them, head over again to our website, click on the community events tab, and underneath that, you will see in-person meet and greets and all of the information will be there. And we hope to see you in person. Thank you to everyone who's already signed up. We're excited to meet you all and greet you all. Yes. And for more information on all the things, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And when I say all the things, I mean, there's podcast show notes for every episode. There's information about the meet and greets. There's information about Patreon. There's a resources page and there's information about contacting us. Send us a voicemail. Send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how amazing we are. Let us know how amazing you are. Yes. And I think with that. Oh, and if you want to come on the show, let us know that too. Of course, you got to come on the show. (laughs) And with that, we will see you all in the outro. Yeah. Let's enjoy this awesome interview with Javay. Let's go. All the good stuff gets said when we're not recording. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine if we had the hundreds of hours of recording. Oh, man. So much of like just stuff pre-recording. Yeah. All the stuff left on the cutting room floor. (laughs) Anyway. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Javay. It's Thank wonderful you. to meet you. It is so great to meet y'all. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're really excited for this. Another person we've been put in touch with through the Welcome to Kinkyville uh, series. You're, you're co-hosting that with Emily, and you're doing a ton of your own work, and we're excited to talk about all of that. But I would love for you to introduce yourself so that everybody knows who you are. All right. Well, my name is Javeda Bay. I am also known as the Millennial Sexpert. I'm a sex educator, a kinkster, um, an all-around hoe, and just like a good time. It's like what I like to think I am. <laughs> um, but I um, am actually currently working on um, my PhDs um, in human sexuality and media psychology um, to further sex ed across the board 
through media because honestly, like I think that's the most powerful tool we have as a human race. <laughs> With, without a doubt, I think the amount of time people are spending on the TikToks, Instagrams, <laughs> and the like is just, or even Netflix and all of it, all, all of, of it. it, yeah. All yeah. Of it. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we have a problem, but why not take advantage of the problem, right? right? You know, use it for some good instead of evil. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're happy to have somebody on the light side working with us. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being here and thank you for all the work you're doing as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So lots of education in the works, lots of work in the works. And we're so excited about that. But you're on a podcast about non-monogamy. Is that something you've explored or did we make a big mistake? <laughs> no, you did not make a mistake. Um, I have previously explored it and it is on the table to go back to exploring um, post-pandemic. And like when, you know, I'm not doing two PhDs and can actually like give good time. But um, it is definitely something that me and my husband have discussed in great detail because... I one just believe like every relationship should talk about it. So I was like, okay, regardless of if you don't feel like this is for you, we should like get to a place of understanding. So even if you're like, nah, not for me, you do your thing, you understand what it's about. And so we did talk about it. I required him to read the ethical slide. And that was before we, I was like, we're not having a threesome until you read this book. So if you want any type of anything that's not just me by myself, you gonna read today. Um, so we have talked about it in great detail, but we we like decided we were like, yeah, okay, let's we can do this. We can like open up our relationship, our now marriage, and like see other people. And then Miss Mother Nature was like, hey, guess what? Here's a panini for you. And I was like, shut it down. I'm not talking to nobody. Um, we're not doing anything. Like, if I have not known you for over two years, like, please don't talk to me in this pandemic. Like, leave me the hell alone. Um, so we have kind of tabled it. And the conversation has come back up. We, like, moved across country to Oregon now. And so... It, it was like something like, oh, do we want to like try it out here? And at first I was like, yeah. And now I'm just like hesitant because Oregon, if y'all ain't heard, Oregon, like it like gives you that impression. Like, oh, Oregon is so progressive. And as a black woman, I was like excited about it. And as a black woman living here, I'm like, I can't date y'all. I can't do it for my own damn sanity. Um, and then also I like to use my two PhDs as an excuse. I'm like, I can't give you any I could not fully give anybody what I would want to get back in return. So I'm like, I don't need to try and go out and date right now for the sake of you will get like a text message maybe three weeks later from me being like, oh, I'm doing so good. How are you? Um, it's a thing that definitely I want, but it is not a thing that is feasible when you like to drown yourself in as much stuff as I do. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah, and, and that's only being like – it's acknowledging that as being fair to the other people too. Like, you know, that you don't have the bandwidth right now. Yeah. yeah. So you said that the conversation between you and your husband was, Hey, if you want to have a threesome, you need to read this book. How did the, so you, but you also kind of said like, you feel like it's a conversation every, every couple should have. And like, how did the conversation come up between you two? Or was it like, was it on your end of a like, hey, this is something I'm interested in, so we need to talk about it? Or was it just like, this is a conversation I believe we should have, regardless of whether I'm interested or you're interested? Like, how did you two come to that conversation? 
Um, like he was jokingly talking about threesomes and I am a firm believer in like jokes all have some truth to them. And so I was like, okay, this interests you obviously. And like, I was already like, before we were like seriously together, like I was out here unicorn and left and right. Like mom was a professional. Um, and so <laughs> I was already like in that world understanding. So I was like, we can totally talk about this. I would love to talk about this with you. Um, and so we like had that conversation uh, and it did not go as he expected. Like now, like he's like so great about it, but in the moment he expected it to be like a, all right, cool. She's down for a threesome. That's the end of it. And I was like, I'm down. And here's all these other pieces because it's not just like a snap decision you make. Like it takes stuff. And he was very resistant at first to read the book. He's like, I'm not reading that. Like, why do I need to read the book? I'm like, cause you sir still got shit to work on. And so like, we don't just, we don't become perfect overnight. So if you want to get to a place where we can do this and not worry about like somebody's feelings being hurt or us like having to deal with all this additional turmoil because we weren't prepared you going to read this book because I'm not going to do the labor of teaching you because we're in a relationship together and you're not paying me to educate you. Like you may be giving me good dick, but that is not payment. <laughs> like I need money <laughs> if I'm going to educate, educate you, not just some good poon, like punani play. Um, and so it was like a really like, resi- it was like some early resistance. Cause I think also like larger narratives just like make it seem like, Oh, if you find a girl that's down for a threesome, like that's it. You've hit the jackpot. It's like, no, there's much more behind the picture that like mainstream media doesn't want to tell you, but I'm like, it's work. It's not just, Oh look, somebody's hot. Let's have a threesome. Like, it's like, Oh look, there's a person that I could be interested in. Like, let's actually make sure we drive to jive together. Let's actually make sure like we have some mutual respect. Let's actually make sure we don't have like unmanaged jealousy and we don't know how this whole situation works. Um, let's also make sure we know how to communicate. So that all took some time, but after reading it, he was like, actually, that was a really good book and I'm really happy you made me read it. I was like, I know. (laughs) But, uh, Though it wasn't my intention to have that conversation, um, just because also, like, my husband is Russian. And so I definitely, like, going into our relationship, I was like, this is a Russian man. Like, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a minimize. I'm a fight certain battles. And I was like, this doesn't feel like one to fight. And then, like, as we continued on, like, dating and seeing each other, I was like, wait, this might be not as much of a battle. It's just, like, a little, you know. So I'm happy the conversation came up because he brought it up, especially because, like, I don't like to... I feel like being a sex educator, like, I kind of can get a little overbearing in topics that I'm interested in. And, like, obviously, like, open relationships, non-monogamy, polyamory. I love the conversations. Like, I, that's not, like, my forte of sex ed, but it's something I'm very adamant and believe in because I'm, like, it just... Monogamy just, like, don't make sense. It, like, it fits... It works for some people. Um, and I also think that it works for people because they, like, have not had a chance or an opportunity to, like, fully explore themselves at a deeper place but like for a lot of people it doesn't work because you're just like there is I feel so much love in my body that I would like to give to others also because we all know that like what we want in relationships not everyone can give you everything so it doesn't like the math doesn't add up and so I'm like I feel like more people should talk about it and just like not even like go out and just start dating a bunch of people. Like you don't got to do that. Cause that also is a lot of emotional work on you. Like who got the time? Who got the funds? No one. Okay. Well maybe like some people like Jeff Bezos probably could, but like also fuck him. But <laughs> like everyone should like explore to be like, okay, what does this mean? Like, what is it that people, how does this work for people to better understand it? Because then you'll be like, Oh wait, you mean to tell me that you don't actually have to try and be everything for just one person, but you can like, compartmentalize give them what they need from you and you get what you need from them and then have somebody else to do those other pieces so that is 
why the conversation, why I think the conversation is important. And I don't even know if that was a question anymore. <laughs> no, it, it was, it was all amazing. And there's so much in there that I want to revisit. But first thing I want to say was, um, when you found a woman or a person who's down for a threesome, you have hit the jackpot. You just have to do the work to claim the prize. And that's with any jackpot. Yeah. That's my two cents on it. So uh, jackpot has been one. You just have to figure out how to get the prize at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> and the second was you had said that you had been out unicorning before your husband came along. And I was curious. It sounds like you have explored some form of non-monogamy like pre-husband and maybe what did that look like? And also, I love the unicorn term, the unicorn conversation. Anybody who heard you say that was like, oh shit, here goes Finn on his unicorn man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I would love to hear from your perspective about unicorns. Um, yeah. So I love being a unicorn. Like I, that is always just like unicorns, like as like a mythical creature have always fascinated me. I've loved them. I've aligned with them. And then like growing up and becoming an adult and realizing like what a unicorn like was in a sexual sense. I was like, Oh, this tracks like this makes sense. This is me. And so I moved to LA right after graduating undergrad. Cause I was like, I'm gonna take over the entertainment industry. I'm gonna be the next Bob Iger. I don't know what made my hoe ass think that I was going to be the CEO of the Walt Disney company. Like what? <laughs> um, but I got to LA and very quickly on, and I was like, cool, what am I going to do? Um, I want to hook up with people. What am I going to do? And after like, I worked at a sex shop, which is really like, that was the end. That was the end. Cause you help couples that come in and want to do freaky shit. And then you're like, they're like, oh, I like your energy. I like the vibe of you. And then they're like, let me hang out. Working in a sex shop is a great like place to like be like hunted as a unicorn in like a not creepy tindery way. But I was on dating apps and actually found the couple that I was like unicorning with the longest via Tinder. Um, and they were a married couple. They had been married for years, like over 11 years. They had two children together. And so we like matched on Tinder. We chatted a little bit and they were like, we would love to meet you. And I was like, I'm game. And so like I went and met up with them and like we just like had we like were taking tequila shots. I was like, I'm already sold. Like you came out the gate with my drink of choice. Um, and so then like for months, it was just like, we, I would go over, we would hang out, take shots. We would like obviously have sex. And it was just like a great time. Like we became friends, like literal friends. Like I still message them on their birthdays and things of that nature. But for me, like unicorning was just like, it just worked. As a bisexual woman, I was like, this is my heaven. Like, this is, that's why I think I love unicorning as a bisexual woman. I'm like, I don't have to pick and choose in the moment. I can have everything I want. And it's so nice. But it definitely, like, I definitely had my, like, hits and misses. Like, I was actually, I met up with another married couple. And that one, I was, like, a little too lax with. Normally, I like to ask my questions. Like, okay, like, how long have you been together? Like, how do y'all, like handle like conflict that arises like have y'all managed your jealousy like with this also an important question for me like have you actually been with a black woman because like if you I, I don't need to be re-traumatized in the middle of sex like in a threesome like I don't need that so I like had to ask these important questions um but I like kind of skipped over a few of them and in the moment I was just like oh lord like the wife started crying during this threesome because she got jealous because she felt the husband was giving me too much attention and I was like Ooh, baby boo. Y'all get out of my apartment because I can't. Uh, I was like, y'all were not ready for this moment. Um, but I am very adamant of like asking important questions, like really make sure that people are doing it for the right reason. Cause I feel like a lot of people also come into like unicorn hunting and wanting a threesome because they're like, oh, this is how we're gonna like 
fix our relationship. Like, this is just what we need to like spice it up. So we get back to like actually having like sex again, like all the other reasons that you might hear why people want to have threesomes. I'm like, that's not a good enough reason to want to have a threesome. Like you can definitely want to spice up your relationship and think that a threesome is a good way to do it. But if you think that a threesome is the resolution to something in your relationship, you ain't doing it for, you're not doing it for the right reasons and you're going to end up hurting yourselves and potentially your third. And no, if that, no, don't do that. Just don't do that. Also, because if you don't fuck with me, like if, if you intentionally put me in harm, emotionally, mentally, physically, any type of way, I'm gonna beat your ass. So don't do it. Like come to it for the right reasons. Um, and so I think that is also like a big reason why I'm like now in the conversations I have around it, I'm like, we got to talk a little more because if you think that it's just like this willy nilly, like two girls walk into a room with a dude and like, I give him a dick suck twice. Yeah. I'm like, no, there's so much more that goes into it. Also, like you got to talk about it because not everybody likes sucking dick. So come on. But so I think it's important, like when it comes to unicorning and unicorn hunting to like really dive deep in the conversation, because especially like around, like, do you want this to be continuous? Do you want this to be a one-time thing? Which I think is a big question that it's not asked when people go into threesomes. Also the, what happens after we're done question? Cause it can be so awkward. Like you have a threesome with somebody, you invite somebody to your home, you guys do it. And then you're like, all right, we'll bounce. So like, all right, we'll stay the night. Like, that is a question that is never talked about in advance and then it can get real awkward because you're like um so do i do i stay can i like have a glass of water should i take a shower like what do i do here so (laughs) i think that there's a lot more deeper conversations that have to happen especially in just threesomes like when it comes to actual like non-monogamous relationships like polyamory or like open relationships where you're actively like seeing the same person over like a lot of these things are like answered rules are put in place. But when you're just like, you find meet someone and you just vibe with them off the jump and have a threesome. Like a lot of the questions are overlooking kind of like in this awkward moment of, do I hug you and tell you goodbye? Do I call you an Uber? What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you for expanding on that all. I think it's it's really interesting and it's helpful to understand your perspective on on that journey of go of of being a unicorn and and the conversations that need to happen. And yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, and I think too, a lot of where the like we've heard from people similar to yourself that like they really enjoyed the sexual connection and like it sounds like you like you said, you're like your friends and you want to be treated like a human. You want to be treated with kindness. You don't want to be brought over, then they fight and then you're kicked out. Like those are not things you want to do, but you'd haven't, it sounds like you haven't necessarily gone the route of like a couple who was unicorn hunting for like a third to be a new pillar in their relationship. It was more casual. Yeah, no, I've only done it in the casual sense, nothing like a serious relationship, which also I think is to do with where I was in my life. Like Mm -hmm. I was early twenties in LA, like you can't bog me down in a relationship. Like what you talking about? Um, and so I was very much like avoided. I did meet with someone that was like very interested in something like that. And I was just like, but I also got weird vibes when I met also like the man didn't show up. It was just a woman. And I was like, mm, I'm questioning a lot. Cause this is given like very bad SUV vibes where I die. So maybe not. Um, But I was just very resistant to relationships. I was like, what am I going to miss out on if I'm in a relationship? Also, I think that was me still in like a monogamy mindset of like, if you're in a relationship, then you can't do all these other things and not fully understanding 
non-monogamy at the time. So now there's a shift and I'm like, I can, like, I could be in an actual other relationship if I wasn't in two PhD programs right now, but like, I could be at that point in my life where I could be in an actual relationship with other folks and like, understand, like, it doesn't take away, it adds to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, the core tenet of treat the third person as if they're a human stands, whether it's casual or committed. Oh, totally. And yeah. So yeah. thank you for, for sharing that and for everything you've shared. Yeah. So far, been amazing and I'm really having a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, I'm curious, when when did you start learning about like different relationship styles in general? Like in depth. It wasn't actually until I started my master's program for sex ed. I obviously knew what like polyamory was and non-monogamy like in my earlier stages, um, especially like interacting with people working in a sex shop in LA. But it wasn't until I actually like got to grad school and they were like, cool, we're going to talk about relationships. And I was like, cool, great. You got like monogamous, non-monogamous, polyamorous. I'm like single. And they were like, baby boo. No. Um, and so then we went into depth and I was like, wow, there are so many different ways to be in relationships. And it was actually amazing because learning more about the different relationship styles underneath polyamory, I was like, wow, like we had people come in to talk about it. And like, there were polyamorous folks that were married with children and they discussed like how that works out with their different partners. And I was like, wait, this sounds amazing. You mean to tell me that there are like six people taking care of these children? Like, I was like, oh, my little, little queer heart is like beaming right now and i idea idealizing like having a little like large mansion with like me and all of my partners raising all of my five kids i don't have five kids yet but i want five kids and just think about that like you've got the mom and then she got like all her partners and like each kid has their favorite like one of mom's partners like to me like that sounds beautiful. That is a dream come true. Like I love that. Especially because like, I'm a big fan of big families. Like I just love big families. I'm like, you can create a big family and it would be so beautiful. Um, so I learned about all the different ways that you can actually be in relationships literally like two years ago. And ever since then my mind has been like blown because I'm like, wow, if you really like stop thinking about it in the way that like society has trained us to think about relationships, like there's so many different ways to do it and it's beautiful. And I don't like to use like cults as like an example, but if you think about like the way cults are like arranged, like it's very much in that communal sense. Like cults like can be an example of like a different relationship style, like without, you know, maybe like killing people with Kool-Aid and stuff like that. But it's another way to look at relationships that I'm like, why don't we like, why is this not a way that's like, cool, this can be how a relationship is and it's accepted and normal and like valid um, instead of just like a, nope, you got married to one person and that's it. You're just together forever. No one else. It's like, no, there's so many other ways to do it. Also like marriage in itself to me is like, I guess I am married, but like, I have some feelings about it. Like I did it like, because I was like, I want to commit myself to you, but like marriage as an institution and as a like societal structure is the biggest piece of horseshit they have fed to us to make money off of us. And so I'm just like, I have views, <laughs> but so there's a lot of different ways to have relationships that are so ignored because they're trying to just profit off of the capitalistic one, which is a monogamous marriage. Um, but there are a lot of different ways and I support all the other ones. I may be in a marriage, but like all the other ones are so much cooler and a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I, love yeah, I know i love that too and it's so true like it is yeah. i had a couple i know we're kind of bouncing all over so i apologize for no, that No, you're good 
this is an invasive question, so if you don't want to answer it, fine. How many times did it work out? Like you're working at the sex shop and someone's like, you're like, here's this amazing dildo and butt plug and anal beads. And then they're like, cool. Do you want to come try these with us? And you're like, yeah, I'm off at 10. Like, is it? Is that how the conversations go? That was the that was the porn storyline that I told myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the most part, like typically, it was like I'm showing you to it, and they're like, "Oh, do you want to come with us?" Um, but also, like if that's the way you approach me, I usually would turn you down. So I'm like, "You did it in such a creepy way." Um, like I like there's a way, especially like as a woman working in a sex shop, like I you're naturally just like, for some odd reason, obviously I work in a sex shop. I must want all of the advances. And so I'm naturally like had a wall up being like, I'm going to say no to anything you present to me unless it comes to money. Um, and so it was like, <laughs> I, I usually said no to like those types of advances. Like the one that like got like, was like a, all right, we can like talk about this was a, a couple that came in and they were like, Oh, we saw you in field. Um, uh, we didn't know you worked here. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so we like talked a little more. Um, and I was like, yeah, just like message me and we can like keep talking. And like eventually we realized like it wasn't like we were not. I was like, yeah, this ain't lining up. But I wish, I wish that it was like a really like hot porn line is how it worked. I That is ideal. That would be ideal for me is that it was like, oh, some like boyne ass couple walked in, like dressed to the nines, like just like oozing sex and sensuality and they were like holy shit we have seen a lot of people in life and you just take our breath away we need to spend a night with you like we just need to be in your company we need to ravish you like i wish that that is how it went down like i <sighs> oh the fantasy is just like real in my head just like imagine somebody pulls up in a limo and they're like we're just going shopping right now like we're about to drop some <laughs> we're dropping grands on you baby boo like girl your commission might be great and then they're like but actually we just like love your energy you're so funny and look at you you're so hot like oh my gosh you want to come in the limo with us i'm like we're gonna fucking a limo yes that's what i would have <laughs> wanted but that never happens like why did people not like come into the a touch of romance at culver city bringing that energy i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But that, but that fantasy, totally. Like I, if I were working at a sex store and like that happened, uh, yeah. (laughs) And I I would support you. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hard to turn down. (laughs) No, I appreciate it. And I think, well, the, the, the gem, the gem in there was how to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So to how to have that conversation and thank thank you for sharing how the one or couple that did it, like did it in a way that wasn't creepy. So. Yeah, like if you ask me to come hang out with you as you're trying to like force your partner or whoever into buying like a 12 inch fucking dildo, like nah, brood, you don't understand boundaries. Like if they don't want that dildo, they don't want that dildo. So no, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you can force it into her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. And, yeah, well, and then. So you, 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 speaking of forcing people to do things, you force your husband to read the ethical <laughs> slot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then there's a pandemic, but before the pandemic, did you two then have the time to explore this together, whether it was in, in practice or just in further conversations and figuring out what it is you wanted? Um, it was a lot of further conversations. Um, so just being like, okay, what are we okay with? Like, what are we looking for? Which also is a repeated conversation because what an individual wants and is looking for changes so often, especially me. Like, 
I'm over here like living in fantasy land 24 seven. So like my ideas and what I'm after literally change the minute I wake up. Um, so it is a repeated conversation, but it was us just like talking about it. Cause at that point we were living in Pennsylvania because I was getting my master's. And so um, like we, that was before pandemic. So we were going out and like meeting people like, just like being out at bars and stuff. Um, but like nothing ever like transpired mostly for the fact that I was like, I have my attention elsewhere, AKA trying to get a degree. Um, it's really hard to try and date while you are trying to do graduate school. It's hard as, it's hard as hell just to have our own like separate relationship. I was like, mm. and we were dealing with like, cause we had just moved from LA to Pennsylvania. Um, so I was like conversation talking about this works. I was trying to do things in practice right now. It's probably not going to go well because we're in a new environment. We're readjusting our relationship for this new environment and like trying to plan things out. Um, so we stuck to just talking about it and like what it is that we wanted. And I was like, I obviously like mama wants a girlfriend. Like I want a girlfriend. I need the soft touch of a woman. Like I love you, but you ain't a woman. You ain't soft like that. You don't smell like roses. Okay. So I was very adamant. I was like, this is what I want. And he expressed to me, he's like, I would like to be like, I want to do things together. And I was like, all right, that's fair. Okay. We can be in the middle with this. Like we can both work with this. And so we were on apps. Like he was like adamantly on like field and Tinder, um, uh, like messaging different people. Um, I am, I'm, I am the, I am the stickler here. I am the tough one to appease and please. And like, I have a checklist. Like I have things that you have to meet in order to like, even get to a place of conversation with me. And like, also you have to be able to hold a conversation. Like, this was before I became a terrible texter, but like, if I'm, if I'm messaging you, asking you about you, I would like that reciprocated. If you can't show me the base interest in me, then we are good. We don't need to continue this, which I'm learning is like a struggle for a lot of people. Like for some odd reason, I don't know if it's been lost in the art of having a conversation. People don't even do the basics of just like posing the question you asked back to you. And I have a problem with that. I care too much about people. Like I really want to get to know people. I'm also like a little emotional, little Pisces. And I'm over here like, oh my gosh, show me everything about you so I can remember in great detail and buy you a gift specifically on this one random detail you told me. And I expect people to just like do like not that much, but like the bare minimum of like, oh, what's your favorite color? And then like randomly surprising me with like fucking purple slippers or some shit. And so he was like talking to plenty of people and then he was like, do you want to like message them too? And I was like, oh, we can see. And I was like, yeah, no, it's not happening, homie. Like these conversations, like, mm -mm. I was like, that's also where you can see like what people are interested in. I was like, this isn't an, we're interested in you and your wife type situation. It's a, I'm interested in you. Sure, I guess your wife is like happening with it too. And so- I was like, you're missing a lot, baby. You got some learning to do. <laughs> but they are not invested in us. They are invested in you, not me. And it has to be like a, I'm not going to say equal because you're not like, there's no, you can't guarantee that everyone is 100% going to be like, oh my gosh, I love both of you so much. But like, there has to be some general interest in me, not as like a, oh, she comes with me type of deal. But like, oh, I'm actually like game for her too. So that has also been like a big part of this whole like trying to meet people it's like finding people like since moving to Oregon there was someone that was interested but Anton was like I feel like she's just interested in you and I was like I feel that way too and that's not like mm, no also I was like I'm it was another one of those you can't hold a conversation or ask me about me type situations I was like I nope we're good done <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. But yeah, and I think you sound like the bar is so high, but it's not. It's simple conversation. I mean, yes, there's other levels, but like, let's start with that. basic conversation. Like, basic. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't just yeah. like jump straight into sex. Like, you need to actually talk to me first. Yeah. Right. yeah. And get to like, it's just common courtesy, really. Like, it's just, it's just getting to know someone else. Well, I think there are some people who, I mean, so I will say we went on a, a date one time where the couple told us we were at brunch and they were like, look, for us, this is sport fucking. Like, we don't want to know you. We don't want to know anything about you. We just want you to come back and have sex with us. And then we probably won't talk to you again. And we're like, all right, well, I guess brunch it is. Like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm wishing we could get a different table. But, like, <laughs> so like, there are some people who they just don't care because they just well, that was care. That's means, what they're looking for. Right. And the fact that they were open and honest with us right up front, yeah, like perfect. Yeah. that's that was right. that was good. Right. But yeah, don't say, well, we're yeah, we're interested in friends with benefits. We like to get to know people and then it's crickets and they yeah. don't care about anything other yeah. than yeah, how many times you like to have sex in the in the given day, right? Like there's more to it. So much more to it. Especially when, like I like I had my phase of life where it was like we don't gotta say shit just like take your clothes off I'm like i'm not in that phase anymore i'm like very much like i want to know you in some way shape or form like i would like to know more than just like your name your first name like i need a little bit more and i don't think that's a big ass but for some people it's not they don't and i'm like all right but also like you can read the bio and see that i'm not the one for that so like don't do that <laughs> yep yeah 100 totally 100% yeah. Um, so how did, I guess, how you haven't, you started those conversations with your husband, your husband started those conversations and you both got on date, sounds like dating apps, but how did that progress? Because you, before COVID, I guess, did it progress any further or was that just the, just the start of it? That was just the start of it. Like there was like, I think one person that we were like, all right, let's see, but they also, because life is life, they were like, oh, I actually am leaving Pennsylvania. I have to move back home for X, Y, and Z reasons. And I was like, one, thank you for telling me. Like, thank you for being upfront and not just like ghosting. Um, two, like, please let me know if you ever need anything. Um, but so, like, out of the plenty of people that were messaged, there was only one that I was like, we can pursue. And life was like, no. <laughs> and like, life does that. And I am learning that. I don't enjoy it, but I'm learning it. And so, there hasn't been anyone since that has progressed past a conversation, especially as right now, like, we're not on any apps because I am real hesitant living in, in Oregon. I'm like, I ain't even, we're not even starting a conversation, like, low totem pole. Like, I'm sorry, we need to start at the civil rights totem pole. Like, but my wife is black. So, like, let's get through this. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of white feminism out here. And so I'm like, mm, yeah, no. Also being an accountant, aka sex worker, I'm like, we, I have, there's, there, there's a big, a lot of stuff that you got to be okay with support and be working to better for this to even be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think it's interesting, right? You said like people here, Oregon and they think, Oh, super like every like, keep Portland weird. Right. That's the whole, the whole tagline. And then you get out there and people are like, no, no, Portland is like one of the least diverse cities in the entire country. And you're like, Oh, I had no idea. And so it's it's an interesting thing. It may place. be a little more liberal, but it's not diverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting place. So 
Maybe weird is a good descriptor. And I'm sorry, anyone, I'm sorry, anyone in Portland who are offending. That is not the intent. Like it's a fun city. It is a fun city. So, um, <laughs> uh, so I was then curious now that we're done with our Portland rant, which by the way, I'm blaming, I'm our Oregon rant. I'm blaming, I'm blaming you, Jave, for that. So you can't send, all, send all the hate mail to Jave. Send it to me. I would take you y'all. <laughs> um, so you explored non-monogamy kind of as the solo Jave. You're now partnered with your husband. How have you seen yourself grow through like this exploration partnered? And how have you seen your husband grow through this journey together over the last couple of years? Um, on a personal, like individual level, I would say I have defined better boundaries for myself and better guidelines of what I'm looking for. Like before I was very much like, it didn't take much. Like I was just like, yeah. And I definitely did not uphold or enforce any of my boundaries. I was like, sure, whatever. Cool. Um, now I'm like, no, I, this is how I feel about this. This is what I want. This is what I'm not going to bend for. And so that has been like the biggest change on my individual journey, um, exploring non-monogamy of being like, okay, you can do this and not just like give everything to everyone. Like you can hold some for yourself and you can expect them to meet that. And if they don't, then that means it is not for you. And that's okay. Um, I would say together collectively with my husband is definitely bettered communication. Like it is like actually expressing like what it is that we're looking for. Also being like, Hey, let's talk about why there's resistance. Like, what is it? What's happening here that we don't, what is it? Like it's, it's forced us to get better at communicating because you can't be like, cool. Let's like start seeing other people. If y'all can't address, like, I don't like them for this reason. Like if you can't actually spit out the words to say, what doesn't feel good about the situation or spit out and be like, I can't put my finger on it, but something about this doesn't jive with me. It doesn't sit well. It doesn't make me happy. And I would like that to be respected. I can't give you the details right now. Like, give me time to process it. But like, I want this to be respected that I don't like this. I don't enjoy this. Um, so the communication piece has been the biggest thing collectively, um, because it's not just like us having to think about ourselves in a singular situation. It is having to think about how decisions and actions impact the other person in this investment, in this relationship as well. Yeah, which is a huge shift, right? Coming from the solo unicorn world where it was all about Jave, now you're like, ugh, now there's this other person. And I'm sure you don't I'm sure you don't necessarily <laughs> say it quite like that, but That's I'm sure there's exactly somebody like that. <laughs> uh. Uh, but the, but you're right, like there is this other person to consider and having to figure out how to navigate that versus just taking care of yourself is um is yeah, something different. And and how about how about your your partner your husband how how have you seen him grow throughout this experience? He has definitely grown in a sense of like wanting to learn more. I feel like before it was just like that patriarchal instinct of like I'm a man, so obviously like this is like I can just get this. And now it's like a, I think it's like better like the understanding of like the other individuals involved in a situation. Like it's not just like a, for your pleasure. It is about other people as well. Um, I think that's probably like one of the biggest growths, which I think I also think I take most note of because like being with a cis man, like the upbringing, the way society is like 
taught and ingrained things in him is like, but I enjoyed it. So like, that's all that matters. And now it's like, okay. And you, where are you at with this experience? Like, are you enjoying it? So like actually actively taking an interest in the other people involved and not just like me, 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 me. It's like me, we, they, them, us. Ooh. It's a much more beautiful song. <laughs> I like that. It is very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could just like, I don't know. You say things that just sound so eloquent. And so, yeah. <laughs> like, like that. Like it just, it just sounds beautiful. Right. Like that just comes out. So <laughs> Thank you. tell that to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's like, there's other sides too, but it's not like, you know, we can't all be eloquent at all times. Like, come on, we're people. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Um, Moving forward, I guess, how, how do you, where do you see the two of you going on this journey? Post Panini, if we ever get there, I definitely think that we will start actively dating. Well, okay. Post Panini, if we don't get pregnant. I also have to say, I'm like, I granted in my head, like the vision of having multiple partners, helping to raise my children sounds like amazing and glorious, but also I'm like, let's get through raising one child, like rearing one child before we like try and bring other people in. So I'm like, what do we want to be like as parents? Um, so like, if we're not pregnant, like, and the panini is done, we're going to go out there and we're going to start dating because like, we also want to um but if we are we're going to continue to table it because i am i know the way that i would like to raise my children and especially if it's someone if you're dating someone that doesn't want to be like doesn't intend to have their own children um but like they obviously are okay like being a part of helping to raise yours like there's a lot of other pieces that go into it i'm like that's extra work that i don't think we need to take on while also trying to raise children but the plan is to get back to it. The plan is literally when the pandemic is like not killing so many people still or ever, like when we actually eradicate it, well, that might not ever happen. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not a scientist in that form. But when things are better with this pandemic, I definitely would like to actively try and get back into dating um, other people to get me a nice little girlfriend because I would really like the touch of a woman. But um, I'm also not going to rush it. I know that things come when they are meant to. And I also value the lives of myself and others very highly. And I'm like, I don't want to risk anything for anyone because we jumped into it too fast because this pandemic was not handled. Um, But once it is, y'all better watch out because she's going to be on the only two dating apps she's allowed still, which are Bumble, no, Hinge and Field. I've been banned from every other dating app. (laughs) Um, But I will be out there. I will be, and it will be a grand old time. Okay. We got it. We got it. We got to pause and ask you you about that. You don't have to go into detail, but why have you been banned? (laughs) Okay. So both me and my husband are banned from Tinder and I got banned because don't come to me incorrect. Like I will fucking destroy you. I will read you for filth and I will make you feel bad about yourself. And some fragile white man did not enjoy that. So he reported me and Tinder just straight up was like, bye bitch and kicked me off. Um, no questions asked, no nada. And I was like, you're a bitch. But also they do this a lot to people that are not white men on Tinder. So 
not even shocking. Um, I don't even know why I kicked off a of Bumble. I think I may have posted a photo. It was a little too hot for them. Because also, like, a bitch does not like clothes. Like, I think that they're stupid. God gave me these curves for a reason. Everyone should get to enjoy them. <sighs> but so I think that the photo was, like, too much, too hot to handle. And they were like, bye. Um, so it's bullshit. It's all bullshit reasons that I've expanded from dating it. <laughs> so, so you're the, you're the, you're the one person out there who, when a new dating app comes out, you're like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> everyone else is like, Jesus, another one. And you're like, hell yeah. New place for me. <laughs> Somewhere I'm allowed. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Oh man! Well, thank you for sharing. And yeah, we're sorry. That's that is bullshit. That, it is. It is really shitty. But who who knew that reporting somebody was that powerful? I didn't know that. Um, no, only if you're a white man doing it, because you can report plenty of dudes on there that say terrible shit, like "I'm gonna fucking kill you, you dirty bitch," for saying no to a date. Um, <laughs> but like nothing happens, and they're still on that dating app. Um, it is definitely. It's like the rest of our society. It's infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Infuri- just, infuriating is a good word. <laughs> uh, it was just, it just reminded me that the place that we're living right now is a little bit regressive. <laughs> it's a little bit conservative. And there's a, somebody bought one of like the giant construction road signs, you know, that like words flash up on it. Yeah. And they put it in their, put it in their like, at the edge of their cornfield. I don't know if you saw this the other day when we were driving home. Uh-huh. And it says, what is systemic racism? I'm asking for a friend. And it's like, I think we're, I think we're talking about it. Like that's a very good example of right. just one of the many, many, many examples. Um, so yeah, not well, super. They got there. enough money to just buy construction, like street signs, like, that's what you choose to do. That's you right. could have done it for free on Twitter, homie. What? <laughs> right, right. I mean, and, the, and the, and the, the, the tens do, of people who've seen that. Right, sign the tens is, of people who drive by this country road. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a it's a pretty big ROI <laughs> for sure. Um, Who knows? Maybe they work in the construction industry, but. They got it for free. There's probably a light bulb out. So they were able to take it from work. Or they stole it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Oh, boy. Who knows? So, yeah, that's shitty. And and I'm sorry that you have to deal with that bullshit. Like, uh, it's fucked up. So. Yeah. Very much so. You know, it sounds like you are are pretty out and open about who you are and not not a – Bashful. Bashful. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> but I haven't been picking up a lot of bashful vibes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you have you been open about your you know non-monogamy journey at all with, with your friends and family? Um like my friends know. Like our friends know, especially because like I guess it's like a bragging point for Anton to be married to a bisexual woman that is like okay with like going out and like talking to other women and things of that nature. So it's our friends are definitely aware. Um, I believe my mother knows. Who knows? My family not so my family doesn't know much, um, because my family is very religious. Like 
I grew up in the church. They are also very active in the church. Like, tech, honestly, like we were church royalty. Like our family, like, oh, they knew, us. they knew everything. And because of it, like I was very much in the eye and I'm traumatized from ra- being raised in the black church. Um, and so like, I don't really go into detail about much of anything. Like they all know that I'm a sex educator, that I'm in school for sex ed and like things of that nature. But outside of that, it is very much like, mm, like my mom is pretty aware, like, but she's also like she's religious but she's also still like cool she's always been cool she's weird it's weird like this woman is like yes jesus <laughs> but also like when i was younger and i was like i want to be a playboy bunny she was like do it go do it yes i support it so it's like this weird dichotomy but with it within like the familial circle not really like a, oh yeah please take a look into our marriage also they don't know most they didn't meet Anton until we were already engaged and been, had been engaged for almost like six months. Like they, I'm like, you don't need to know what's going on in my life because then you're going to be like, but the Bible says, I mean, the Bible's paper that I can burn, I can smoke it. I don't care. Um, and so not really, they don't really know too much. My friends definitely all know um, because they have the luxury of enjoying the oversharing. That is me. Literally, I overshare way too much with my friends. Um, One of my best friends is in medical school to be a gynecologist and the picture she has received from me and she's like, please stop. Please. I don't, I don't know. I haven't graduated yet. (laughs) So they are all very aware of everything and obviously completely supportive and wonderful friends about it. Um, I just know for a fact that family would not be. So I'm like, why open that can of worms? I already got to deal with your BS because you have views on my life choices and just like going to school and moving as much as I do. Um, So I'm like, you don't need to, I don't need your insight on my relationships. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. And thank you for sharing. I'm glad you have a supportive group of friends and that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. 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 I, uh, the only thing I could think when you said your, your gynecologist friend is like, please stop is like, it's sort of like sending unsolicited dick pics, but a little bit different. So I, I was like, I can understand why she's like, Hey, a little heads up on the on the photo. <laughs> <laughs> to be okay in context, <laughs> I don't have health insurance, and so I'm like, I can't go to a doctor, Valen. You're the closest thing I got. So can you please tell me if I'm dying? <laughs> and she's like, I promise you, you're not dying. But please stop sending me pictures of blood clots. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think it's okay. We're going to blame our fucked up healthcare system. Oh, so. don't, oh that is a whole nother whirlwind that you don't even That's a different podcast. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Oof. Well, so we want to give you the opportunity to talk about all of your work, the work that you're doing, and your involvement in Welcome to Kinkyville because they're very closely tied together and we're excited about both of them. So please take this opportunity to enlighten us all. Yes. Um, okay. So if you haven't heard, but you should have heard if you listened to Gabriel and Sony's episode, Welcome to Kinkyville is the animated series all about kink education um, created by Emily Blake um, and is co-hosted by herself and moi um and it is literally an animated series to help educate people about how to kink safely and like what is kink and 
how to spot red flags and like, what is it that you need to know that you can't find in books? Or what do you need to know that is literally being told in the opposite on the internet? Because anybody can put anything on the internet. Um, and it's animated because you can't really show kinky stuff without it getting like a triple X rating and having to live on like Pornhub, which we don't want that. Um, so it's an animated series, which is also amazing because like animated adult, adult animation is on the rise um, now. Like look at Big Mouth and like, there's so many different animated adult series. Like it's a great thing to do. But so we are actually in the midst of crowdfunding to create the pilot episode so that we can actually sell the series because you, though I worked in the entertainment industry and Emily and Gabriel currently work in the entertainment industry. Um, we aren't the it kids in the entertainment industry to like have the connections to like just roll up into Netflix and be like, yo, we got a show. So we are crowdfunding to make the pilot. So that way we can be like, yo, we got a show. And then they'll watch them like, yo shit, you got a show, bro. Um, and so if you've ever had questions about kink, if you are kinky, if you want to be kinky, if you just want to say that you helped normalize kink in our society, then you should support the work that we're doing to make welcome to kinkyville a reality and like granted if you would love and you are able please donate to the kickstarter and the crowdfund um but if you were like girl i'm broke i feel you just share it share it far and wide with everyone you know that you are like yo this you may not even be kinky but like you should support this because do you really want people going to the hospital because they got things stuck with their butt that shouldn't be up their butt no. So just share it far and wide with everyone you know. Go to welcometokinkyville.com. That is our Kickstarter page. You will get all the information, learn all about the project, learn about Emily, learn about myself. Um, also there you can watch the trailer, which honestly is just like chef's kiss. It is beautiful. Like I look good as a cartoon. Like I had no idea. Um, but so I am like literally like when me and Emily like teamed up for it like over a year ago. I was like, yep, this is, this is an amazing thing. And I'm sad I didn't think of it, but I'm so happy to be a part of it. So you should support it because I am telling you, and it's the year 2021 and a black woman is asking you to do something. So you have to do it. It's the law. I've just decided right now. <laughs> um, but with my own actual work as the millennial sex bird, I am focused on free, comprehensive, inclusive sex education for all. So I literally put out weekly YouTube videos, Instagram videos, and TikToks now. You're on TikTok. It's a lot of work. Here. <laughs> I do free sex ed on literally everything under the sun. Nothing is off limits. And I do it in a way that's not like you're sitting in a middle school classroom and hearing you put a condom on, the penis goes in the vagina, and then you're done to get pregnant. Um, so, yeah, I have multiple social medias. I also have a website which has blogs if you're like, I don't want to listen to your voice. I just want to read it. You can do that, too. I believe in offering education in every accessible way possible. And for free, remind you, for free, you don't got to pay for it. It's just free sex ed because none of us got good sex education growing up. If we are, if you're a millennial or older, you do not get good sex ed. I promise you, you didn't. Um, Gen Z is kind of getting a little bit better, but like there's still room for improvement. And so that's why I do what I do. I also sell like sex positive merch because one, I like crop tops a lot. So I decided to sell them, but also because I'm like, I'm going to publicly let you know that sex is okay. It is normal. And we can talk about this and we can be proud of it because none of us would be here. Okay. That's not true because science is 
advanced, but like majority of us wouldn't be here without sex. So let's actually talk about it. Also, the world would be a lot different if we talked about sex. Like if we talked about everything that falls under the umbrella of sex, sexuality, and being a human sensual sexual being the world would be so different but we've been so afraid of it and that's why our world is trash i honestly believe that with proper sex ed the world would look so different because we would understand so much more we would understand people better we would understand relationships better like so i am a big advocate for actual sex education and good sex education that includes everyone not the like heteronormative like a man and a woman meet and then they have sex no like no there's so much more that goes into it. And also like normalizing that sex doesn't have to be this like penetrative descriptor that we've described it as, which is also why I'm like, a, I totally believe in kink education because I'm like kink is kink is the outlier of like what sex can look like. It is not having to be like, you can have a kinky scene, a kinky sexual experience without anybody entering, touching any genitals. Like, and it can be just as fulfilling and sexually gratifying and, orgasmic and releasing as if it was like a genital touching situation and so if you were like i want sex ed i like you jave your voice sounds cool check out the millennials expert because i promise you you won't be mad also like i'm really funny i had like a short um comedy career um i was told i was the next one to sex y'all um but so like you know it's not like boring sex ed it's like fun sex ed that you're probably laughing you'd be like but actually that's true. And I learned something new. Thank you um, for that. So if you like to laugh, but would also like to learn more about sex ed and relationships and your body and like how to conversate and communicate with people, check me out. Yeah, check it all out. And I, <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to check out Jave. Um, one of the things I was curious about, and you've talked a little bit about this, but some people may be listening saying, well, what are your actual qualifications to be teaching sex ed to people? And I think that's a valid question, but also one you should ask of your seventh grade gym teacher as well. So, <laughs> yes. um, so I would love for you, Jave, to tell us why you're way more qualified than uh, your seventh grade gym teacher. Um, so I'm going to give you first the response that my friends tell me when I'm like, I shouldn't do this work. And literally one of our friends is like, Jave, the amount of sex you fucking had, like you have had in your life and continue to fucking have you were extremely fucking qualified like that. Let's just start there. Y'all. I am a hoe. She's been a hoe. I am qualified. But if we want to get technical, which is also why I have all these degrees because people love to question and like, but why should I listen to you? Your girl has worked in sex shops for years, literally started out in sex shops, like trained on the body, how to experience pleasure. That was how it got into this work. Um, and then I was like, I need to learn more. I have a master's degree in it. I have done multiple standalone trainings for sex ed. I am practice kink. I live kink. Um, so I am kinky. I read hella books to make sure I'm kinking correctly because a bitch does not like to be wrong. Um, and I also like am getting a PhD. I'm literally doing research around sex. Like I am getting to the root of it. Like I am understanding. I am learning. So when I tell you that a bitch is qualified, certified, trained, and educated, she truly is. But like on the basis of like, I don't actually need all of those things. I just do it to like stroke the ego, but also like come back at people that come to me with bullshit. Like the simple fact of like my general interest and wanting to learn more and my active effort to teach myself more and learn more is why I'm qualified because it's not like I'm just like, oh, I decided one day I was going to be a sex educator. I'm going to tell people what I think I know. No, I'm reading on it. I'm actually engaging in conversation, learning from other people about it, 
to make sure that what I am teaching, what I know, what I am spreading and disseminating to the peoples is accurate information. And it is also continuously evolving. I am not just going to like stop. Be like, all right, I got the degree. I'm done learning. No, I promise you, I will continue learning till the day I die. I will evolve my thoughts and what I'm teaching around these topics as they continuously evolve. Because as we have seen, things change every day, all the time. Like language changes, what we understand about it changes. And I'm a, so you ain't got to do the work. I'm going to do the work for you and share it with you. That's why I'm qualified because I'm doing it for you, not for me. Like I could just be learning it and enjoying my life and not worry about y'all. But I'm like, you know what? I got a wealth of knowledge that I'm going to share because other people should know it. And I'm going to share it for free, which I also think is why I'm qualified. Plenty of people are like, oh my God, to be a sex educator's on the rise. It's so cool. It's popular. It's so fetch. And then they put on these giant price tags that are ridiculous. You should not have to pay to understand the way your body works, how relationships evolve, devolve. Like, no, no one should be charging you two grand to tell you, oh yeah, like you have this attachment style. No, no. You should just be able to know this information so you can better understand yourself. So that's why I'm qualified. That. Perfect. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and I you, will. Thank you for sharing all of that. I, I understand you weren't yelling that at me. <laughs> and that wasn't my question. That was my question on behalf of the greater. That was my question on behalf of the guy with the sign in his yard who wants to know what systemic racism is. Right. Yes, please send him that soundbite directly. I, I will. I'm going to I'm going to hack into a sign and I'm going to change the And I'm going to I'm going to put everything you just said translated or dictated out. So. Transcribed, transcribed out. So, yes. Well. Oh man. Ugh. Yeah. Thank, thank you for everything today. Thank you for all of your work. Thank you for being here on this show, for being a part of Kinkyville. Welcome to Kinkyville. Um, and links to everything that you just said will be in the show notes for the podcast, as well as in the podcast players. So anyone listening, just scroll down and find links to everything that Jabe just shared um, and go check it out. Like we were saying earlier, we, we love the work you're doing and we are so excited to promote it. So encourage you all of you listeners go go support, support it. it and check it out now and and is there anything else Jave, that we haven't talked about asked about that you wanted to make sure to get out into the world today and we would love to hear that before we say goodbye i think the only thing i would add is regardless of like what relationship style you choose to engage in whether that is being completely single whether that is a relationship anarchist whether that is polyamory, like hierarchical polyamory, or just straight up non-monogamy, open relationships, monogamy, whatever you choose to do, like take some time to learn about all the other options because it will definitely impact your relationships non-sexually and non-romantically to actually not have to have your friends that are in different types of relationships educate you, but also so that way you can just like understand like, okay, these are some reasons why they may choose to do this. And like, this is why it's normal. And this is how this works without them having to disclose every tidbit of information in their relationship. So just like go and do your own little research. Just like go pick up a book on a different relationship style and be like, yo, I had no idea. And thank me later for strengthening your friendships. You're welcome. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not just about romantic or sexual relationships. It's about no. every, every relationship out there. It's about human relationships, right? Like, yeah. And friendships and all type. Yeah. 
coworkers. All mm-hmm. of it. I, I don't need to go. I keep going. Yeah. <laughs> You're laughing there's a, at me. There's an echo in here. I love it. <laughs> I'll just I'll stop. <laughs> no, it's it's super true. And thank you, Jave, again, um, for being here and for sharing your story with us all. Thanks yeah, for thank having you so me. much. And, and we're, we're back. back. Oh wow. yeah. Nailed Ooh, it. It's been a while. It's been a while since you've joined me on that. I know. I didn't want you to feel alone today. <laughs> Thank you, Jave, for coming on the show, for sharing your story, and for all of the amazing work that you do. We're so excited to get your story out there and spread the word. I encourage everyone to go check out her website, The Millennial Sexpert, as well as welcome to kinkyville.com. Go and support all of her work. Yeah, again, just as Emma said, thank you, Jave, for being here, for sharing your story with us and for the work you do. Uh, just to kind of follow up a couple of things we mentioned in the intro, we've got upcoming meet and greets on September 22nd. That's the virtual one. We've got Ann Arbor, Michigan on the 28th of September, Atlanta, Georgia on October 13th, and finally, St. Petersburg, Florida on October 27th. Plus, we've got a bunch of Q&As and women's and men's calls for the Patreon community coming up in the next week. So head over to our website to learn more about all of that. And while you're there, one thing we did want to steer you towards, if you are getting out and meeting and greeting people in real life, head over to our resources page and learn more about stdcheck.com. It is our favorite way to get tested for STIs. This is how we get tested. It's the only way we get tested because it's so easy and simple and low cost and affordable and private. We don't have to have awkward conversations with our doctors. It's awesome. It's amazing. One extra benefit to using the service is we do get a little bit of a kickback from this. It is an affiliate partner of ours, so it does help support the show. You get to also save $10, making the 10 panel test about $130, Yes, which is a steal. Yes. They're basically paying you to get tested for STIs. (laughs) And you're supporting us, so why not? Yeah. So thank you to everybody for taking your health seriously and taking the health of everybody you come in contact with seriously. It's important to us. Thank you for listening to that spiel. Yes. Thank Check you it out. so much. Again, our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And next week, we have an interview with Mason. It's an incredible interview. We're excited to get their work out there. And we can't wait to uh, yeah for all of you to come back and listen. Yeah. Uh, just, just going to say this next week is fantastic. Uh, a ton of powerful work that Mason has done and is doing. So definitely come back next week. We're excited and we will see you then. Yes. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.